0: Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. You can't do that on your own. Boy, she sure has gained a lot of weight. That'll, that will never work. Can you believe what she was wearing today? He sure is full of himself. That kid will never amount to anything. Statements a cynic often makes. You know why I know those statements? I'm a cynic. Well, I'm partly a cynic. I I, I can be cynical sometimes and, and to my own demise. Cynicism, this is my definition at least, it's where skepticism and pessimism meet. I'm a natural skeptic. I question <clears throat> about everything I hear, a lot of what I read and, and a lot of what I see anymore too because I'm skeptical of, of where the truth is in, in all of what I see. I'm, I'm a natural born skeptic. I'm, I question everything. I hope I don't allow skepticism and pessimism to meet often enough. I fear that I do but I hope I don't, I hope I can keep those in check because what results in my life and in the lives of many of us is is cynicism. And sadly, sometimes we can get stuck there and wonder, I didn't want to get here, I didn't want to become this kind of person, but here I am and I've been this kind of person for days, weeks, months, decades, how do I get out? How do I move from cynicism uh, back into transparency, back into honesty? Let's look at this text together from about a cynic, I believe. Uh, we're looking at this conversation in, in John chapter 3, if you want to turn there, between Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you'll know, came to Jesus by night and had this conversation with him. He was, at the time, uh, I believe, very cynical. Um, he later, I believe, comes to know Christ as his Savior uh, by what we read later on in, in, in John's uh, book, Two, two, two different places. Uh, but at this point, I think he's cynical and has a lot of questions and a lot of concerns. Is, uh, John chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you were doing if God were not with them. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again how can anyone be born again when they're old Nicodemus asked surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb and be born Jesus answered very truly I tell you no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to the spirit you should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it, hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You're Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Now, four things about cynicism today that I want us to glean from this text. The first of which is this. Cynicism is usually a private battle. Not always, but is usually a private battle. Look at verse two again. He says, he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know your teacher who has come from God for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. Came to Jesus at night. Nicodemus could have come to Jesus in broad daylight, but he doesn't do that. He comes to him at night because he was a Pharisee. And as a group, Pharisees were both skeptical and pessimistic about who Jesus was, and they consequently saw him as a threat. I can imagine if social media had been alive and prevalent, prevalent in Jesus' day, he'd be blasted all over Facebook, all over Twitter. The Pharisees and Sadducees would be blasting him big time for who he was, what he, who, who he says he was, and what he stood for. But they tried to do that as best they could by word of mouth in that day. Notice also this flattering compliment that Nicodemus pays Jesus. Uh, he says here in verse 3 or verse 2, uh, we know your teacher who has come from God for no one could perform the miraculous signs you're doing if God were not with with, with him and so he, he pays Jesus his, his compliment and notice how Jesus responds in verse in verse 3 and 4 uh, or Jesus replies verse 3 very truly I tell you no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again so why didn't Jesus acknowledge his compliment doesn't he it's just why didn't Jesus stop and acknowledge his compliment do you think well I would submit to you this because he was fully God and fully man. As fully man, he was having a, a personal face-to-face, flesh-to-flesh conversation with Nicodemus. As fully God, he saw into Nicodemus's heart and saw the motives Nicodemus had to see that it was false flattery. It wasn't sincere. He saw, saw the heart, heart of Nicodemus and goes to the heart of the matter to say, you must be born again, Nicodemus. Uh, I'm, I, you can't. You can't dissuade me with your, with your flattering, with your compliments, because I see to the, real, I see the core of who you really are. Now, he saw the unbelief in, in, in Nicodemus, saw the cynicism in Nicodemus, and, and cuts, to the, cuts to the quick there pretty quick. Nicodemus came to have a conversation about religion. Jesus instead made it about regeneration. That's what he's talking about when, when he says to be born again. He came to have a, a religious conversation, but has a, re, a regenerative conversation with Jesus about relationship. Uh, nicodemus um, i believe came for, for theological dialogue and jesus in turn makes it personal with him one to one listen to, to, to these words in matthew chapter 16 verses 13 to 16 it says when jesus came to caesarea philippi he asked his, his ask his disciples who do people say the son of man is they replied some say john the baptist others say elijah still others jeremiah or one of the prophets but what about you, he asks, T- turns it personal to them. What about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answers "Said you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. That's exactly what he does here with Nicodemus. Nicodemus wants to have a conversation about theology. Jesus says, let's talk about you, Nicodemus. Let's talk about your heart. Let's get personal. Uh, today, looking at the state of our, our world, I think the Lord is, and I say this because he already sees the end and knows how this turns out, I think looking at the state of our world, he's more interested in not the state of this world, but the state of you and I, the state of your heart, and the state of my heart, more than, more than he is the state of our culture because, as I said, he already sees and knows how this turns out in the end as it is already. Cynicism is usually a private battle. Secondly, cynicism will eventually reveal itself. It will eventually reveal itself. Look at verse 4. How can anyone be born when they're old? Nicodemus asks. Surely they cannot enter a second time in, in the, into their mother's womb and be born. How can anyone be born when they're old? Uh, well, noticing the exclamation point at, 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 at the end of the next sentence, Nicodemus is saying this in a, in, in a gestural form, meaning, come on. <laughs> really? I mean, rebirth? Be born again? Are you serious? Are you joking with me? That, that's that's kind of how Nicodemus, the, the gist of Nicodemus' response in verse, in verse 4. Uh, he he in essence found this laughable and wants to point it out that he he sees it that way now we need to understand Nicodemus was an educated man he like Paul was taught by Gamaliel the the chief uh, teacher of of Jewish history and Jewish law in, in, in that day and time he was also a member of the Sanhedrin the Sanhedrin was Probably the closest thing in the Jewish context that we would you and I could call as we would refer to as a Supreme Court today. It was a it was a governing body of, of both Sadducees and Pharisees that would take take on legal matters and religious matters in that day uh, that that could not be handled in a, in, a, in a lower setting. Uh, but as, as a member of the Sanhedrin, we knew Nicodemus was an extremely educated man, and he wants wants Jesus to know this to say, "Listen, I'm not a fool." <laughs> I know you can't be born again when when I'm an old man. I mean, come on, let's talk about something that's relevant. So he he points it out today because he's an academic. And academia is still doing that today. Academia is trying to get their mind around something explainable, something tangible, something they can write down and know to be true about things that they otherwise couldn't understand. Uh, They're still doing that today in terms of they're looking for a way to give you a platform Yet if they disagree with your platform or can't explain it scientifically, you're canceled in our culture anymore. Certainly at at the level of many uh, colleges and universities across the country. Jesus responds here with a spiritual answer to a physical question of Nicodemus. Uh, He he, he responds here by saying, uh, Nicodemus, this isn't about going back into, into your mother's womb. This is about regeneration. It's about changing your heart Changing your life, changing your attitude, changing your motives, changing things you want, changing your Uh, worldview—it's Jesus again. As I say, turns this spiritual instead of cultural. What's the lesson in that today? It's this: in America, we'll talk more about this as we deal deal with uh, next next month's teaching on wokeness and the American church. There is not a political answer to a spiritual problem. There has never been. There will never be a political answer to a spiritual problem, and we've got spiritual problems in this nation. We're looking to have many of us are looking to have those those spiritual problems <clears throat> answered in intangible, academic, physical ways, and they are purely spiritual. They can't. They must be answered answered in spiritual terms and in spiritual ways. We're a nation that's in moral decline, and we don't need we don't need another root. group of religious cynics pointing at the problem we need folks pointing at the solution Uh, this world needs christ followers pointing you and i like you and i pointing to the solution and the solution isn't more church it isn't even more scripture and i love both of those things the solution to our problem is jesus himself what have you done with jesus who is called the christ what what do you believe about him what do you know know to be true about him and our, our, those in academia and, and academics here and as an academic didn't want to deal in truth. He wanted to deal in, in theology and something he could get, get his mind around, something he had been trained to understand. That's what he was trying to, to, to do and, and it's exactly what our, what our world is trying to see today because cynicism will eventually reveal itself. It's usually a private battle, will eventually reveal itself. Thirdly, <clears throat> cynicism Needs to see it to believe it. It Needs to see it to believe it. Look at verse 9. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. Are, are you serious? How can, how can a person be born? How can a person re-enter the womb, be born again? In essence, he's saying, I still don't understand. I heard what you said, but I still don't understand. Break this down for me. Break this down in tangible terms that I can, I can write down, I can see, I can put on paper, take back to the Pharisees to say, Here, here's who this guy really is and what he really believes. He couldn't get his mind beyond the literary, beyond the tangible, beyond the, the memorizable, beyond what he could see. As I say, get his mind around. The Pharisees naturally had heard the, heard the stories of Jesus teaching, they had heard the stories of Jesus miracles already. His, his ministry was very young at this point and early on, but they had already heard the stories of, of, his, of his miracles. Nicodemus had heard those as well, and as I say, was wanting an explanation. Who are you really about? Who are you? What are you you really about? In ways that I can write down and take back to these guys to say, this is who he really is. And Jesus says, (laughs) says, I'm not getting in your box. I'll never fit in your box. Don't try and put me there. Don't try and keep me there. And many of us today in church after church after church are trying to box him up into Sunday or box him up into a health problem or box him up into a marital problem, or box him up into a financial problem. And until I have those problems, you just stay in your box. I can do life okay over here. I'll get you out of the box when I need you. I'll put you back in the box when I don't. And he's saying to Nicodemus, I don't fit in your box or anybody else's box. I don't fit in the Pharisee's box. I I don't even fit in the Jewish box. uh, And I'm a Jew of Jews. I don't fit in your world. I don't fit, don't don't try and make me, force me into that. That's not who I am. Uh, He was looking for tangible, uh, Nicodemus was tangible ways to explain this. And hear me this this morning in in this if you hear nothing else. There are times and situations and things in life where there is only a one-word explanation. And that one-word explanation is God. There are times when healing occurs, when when loss is is redeemed, when, when when. The only explanation is God just showed up. That's that's all I can say about that. This was bleak and dire and then God. This wasn't working and then God. This was a failure and then God. There there are explanations and situations in life where, as I say, the only answer is God. Nicodemus couldn't see that and understand that because he was an academic looking for a tangible answer to a spiritual problem. Now, hear me say this as well. Apologetics are important and apologetics have their place. But I don't believe this world is going, to be won, is going to be won or changed by the plea of an apologist. I think it's going to be won and changed by the story after story after story of life change in us. That's what's going to revolutionize our world and our culture and America. If it's going to be done, it's not going to be done from an apologist like myself. It's going to be done in person after person, telling story after story of here's where I was and here's what God did. I was in the pit. He pulled me out of the pit. I was over here. God redeemed this and, and turned it into this. And those kind of stories, I believe, is what's going to change our culture, not an apologist saying here's, what, here's what's truth and here's what you've got to believe. Now, there's, there's seasons for that and, and, and times for that, and we're in it today. We're in the season where our culture deeply needs to hear truth and the truth teller in me wants to tell the truth to everybody i see but the louder story is what's god done in your life what has he done to change you can he change me as well now once that change starts to once there start to be hunger for change then there's then there's hunger for truth but it's the story of change i think it's going to going to change our culture if anything is going to it's uh, there's there's room for story after story to for that to occur in fact there's I know many of, you of, the, of your stories in this room. There's, story, there's multiple stories in this room where God's stepped in and brought about change, brought about life change. And, I, and those are the kind of stories I'm talking about that need to be told to, to your friends, people you work with, family members that are apart from Christ, that are that are looking for, is anything real? Can anything be trusted? And your story should tell them, yes, it is. Yes, there is. And I can tell you who it is. Those those are the kinds of stories I'm talking about. Uh, it's It is... <clears throat> It amazes me the things this culture moves toward to try and find something solid to believe in and answers to believe in. Uh, In my opinion, the most recent uh, move toward a new new faith or a new religion is this, this idea of climate change. I think it's quickly becoming the new religion in our culture by, and not by most everyday Jews, but by many extremists because I think we have moved to where we're worshiping the earth instead of the one who spoke it into existence and there's something deeply wrong with that picture Uh, is there climate change occurring I I, I don't care to be honest with you I don't uh, Well, it's not that I don't care that's not preeminent to me what's preeminent to me is do you know Jesus Do do you know the one who spoke all of this into existence by his very voice do you know him uh, there there is it's it's deeply disturbing the things that we, we grab on our culture grabs onto to have have faith in or to believe in or, 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 to, or to know to be true every time when you, that you can trust it and you and I know that to be the Lord and they need to see that in your story and hear that in your story and in mine um, cynicism needs to see it to believe it it'll eventually reveal itself and it's usually a private battle but finally Cynicism eventually has to believe in something. Cynicism eventually has to believe in something. Look at verse 12. He says, I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if, if I speak to you of heavenly things? I've spoken to you about earthly things. I, I've given you earthly concepts, and you've not grasped those concepts. So how will you understand spiritual things if you can't get the, 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 the very tangible things that I've shared with you? Uh, it's... it's uh, it, this this discourse back and forth between between Nicodemus and, and Jesus is, is Jesus saying I can't explain to you something that has to be experienced and as I say this was a Jesus turned this into a spiritual conversation from a conversation about theology and, and about the law and about who, who Jesus really was by, by definition Jesus turns this into a spiritual conversation about to say uh, you know Nicodemus, you're, you're hungry for earthly things, you're hungry for tangible. How will you understand the... the in fact, you, he, he talks to him earlier to say, you're a teacher of the Jews and you, you don't get this? You're a spiritual leader of, of the Jewish nation and you don't understand spiritual things? Explain to me how, how that's that can be the case. He's, he's saying, you can't know these things. You can you, you can analyze the works of the spirit. You can study the ways of the spirit. But you can't understand the Spirit without experiencing the Spirit of God in you. And you and I can do that today. We can we can hear story after story in someone's life. Here's what God's done in, in, in this marriage, in this family, with this addiction. With, We can hear those kinds of stories, but unless we've experienced the Spirit in, in our hearts to resound and reverberate those things back to us, they're not stories, and we may, in our heads, believe them to be true. But from that person's Spirit to our person's Spirit, or to our Spirit, is the Holy Spirit. And so, in fact, the, one of the prophets in the Old Testament says, says, and the Spirit will jump from breast to breast, from heart to heart, from person to person, saying, this is true, this is true, this is true, believe these things. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about to Nicodemus to say, these are spiritual things, Nicodemus, and you've got to know the Spirit, the Spirit uh, of God, to understand spiritual things. You get to, to experience that, you've got to know who he is. I think cynics are capable of knowing who he is. It's just more difficult—a more difficult hurdle—until uh, they're willing to receive and, and believe. These are foreign concepts to them. These spiritual concepts are foreign concepts to a cynic, uh, just like they were to Nicodemus. As I, as I said earlier, I think John 7 and John 19 both tell us that. Uh, in John 7, Jesus or Nicodemus kind of takes up for Jesus to the Sanhedrin, to the council who wanted to. Go out, and pick him up, stone him immediately. Uh, Nicodemus defends him somewhat. Then, in in chapter 19, he go, with with Joseph of Arimathea takes Jesus' body from the cross and puts it in the tomb, uh, publicly acknowledging, I think, at that point his belief in who Jesus was. So I think I think Nicodemus comes around, but it takes him a while to get beyond his cynicism, to get to get beyond his skepticism, beyond his pessimism, uh, because he was at this point, at this conversation, I think, a cynic. So here's the question, can a believer be a cynic? <laughs> as long as there's a devil, as long as there's a Satan, a believer can be a cynic because he's going to see to it that you are bombarded with with things to question. He's going to see to it that you're, you're bombarded with with questions about your Lord, about your faith, about about the Scripture. He, he's going to, if he can, get you to doubt everything you believe in and be cynical about it. Why? Or how do I know that? Because he's he deals with me in those some some of those same ways and attacking my heart, my belief systems. Where's your God, Tim? You told this you counseled this person that God could redeem this situation. Why has he not done that? Why have you why have you why have you given them your word of what God can do and he's not stepped up and done it yet? Where is he? Why, why can you not trust him as quickly as you thought he could trust him? I mean, he he does that in my mind and in your mind and uh and further evidence the fact that there is believers can be cynics is is Thomas himself Uh, followed Jesus around, was intimately involved in in his teaching and and watching and seeing the miracles, had an insider's view of who he was and yet you know the story in John 20 where Thomas says, unless I see the scars, put my hands in there, I'm not believing this crap, you guys are full of it and so it tells us that, that yes, cynics can be believers that's not the desired walk that God has for us, but we certainly can be there uh, this world, as I said, though, doesn't doesn't need another cynical believer. There are plenty of those. What it needs is, and I'm going to close with this, uh, you and I are famous to, to this culture for what we're against. They can name the things we're against. All those Christians over there in the churches, yeah, they're against abortion. They're against same-sex marriage. They're against the theory of evolution, against CRT. They're against... all. So- And I am against those things. But I fear that all this world knows is what you and I are against. They need to hear from you and I what we're for. Uh, Because we're for I'm for... This is kind of redefining the same things that I mentioned, but I'm I'm for protecting the unborn. I'm for adoption as an alternative. I'm for a biblical worldview that's historically correct. I'm for preserving... The family. I'm for preserving marriages between husbands and wives. Uh, I'm for grace. I'm for mercy. I'm for those things. But I wonder if my world knows that I'm for those things, or or do they just see and hear what I'm against? I wonder if they know the things that I'm for and that, that I believe in and that I want to apply and apply to their life and pour into them some, or if they just see me as. As another, you're you, one of those. Is, it's against everything, and um, that that mentality is is a hard hurdle. It's a hard get for our culture to see and grasp onto. An easier hurdle, an easier mentality is, I'm for protecting the unborn. I'm for grace. I'm for mercy because it's been applied to my life, and I want to apply it to yours too. It's been given to me. I want it to come through me to you as well. These are the things I'm for. Uh, there's there are many ways in which uh, I hope in which I like Paul could ask you as people that I have influence over week after week to follow my example and, and there are several ways I would encourage you to follow my example but don't be as cynical as your pastor is don't be a cynic don't 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 be against the things that, 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 you, that you should be for. Don't be, don't be perceived as eh, you're just another one of them. Another one of them. Change that perception around where this world can see the things you're for. They can see grace coming out of your conversation, mercy coming out of your life, uh, the, the fact that you know and love Jesus and know and love, and He wants to know and love them, uh, and, and and that that is that occurs in in sharing our story that eventually leads to the gospel story and that eventually leads to their faith in Jesus. So uh, be better than me. Be, uh, Be better than Thomas. Be better than Nicodemus. Be better than all of us and walk in the truth of who he is and become less cynical and more compassionate, just as truthful, but loving at the same time. Seeing the things around us in our world Longing for things he can put his teeth into and sink, and sink his teeth into. And, and walking out in front of them, sometimes the only explanation is God. Walking that out. We don't have to even say it. To, just walking it out. The only explanation in this situation for me and this, how God's turned this is God. That's the only explanation. Living out that truth will reach a cynic because it reached me. If God can use me, is to do this every week. He can use you. He can use you to do anything. He can use me to break this down every week to you with the with limited capacity that I have. He can use you to do whatever He wants you to do. You've got to believe that. And be willing to walk in the truth of it. And not be so cynical about what I can't, what I'm not, what I'll never be. Because uh, He can change all of that let's pray Father in truth we're nothing and you're everything we have nothing to bring to the table no assets no value really on our own But you're everything we need and everything really our heart desires that sometimes our heart can't see the truth for what we really need And we need less of this world, less of its ways, less of its cynicism, and more Jesus. Help us not just to recognize that need today, but walk in the truth of it, to push push ourselves away from the things that uh, pull us into holes, get us in stuck places, and say, God, I need more you. Now, whether that truth comes from a, the story of a friend, whether it comes from a, a passage of scripture on a Sunday morning message, whether it comes from a song heading down the road from our, our car radio, whatever whatever the vehicle it takes to get our, get our attention, get our attention. Bring us to our knees. Get us to a place in this country where we cry out for Jesus again. Because you're the one we need desperately you're the only hope for revival and you want that to come by story after story after story of what you have done in the lives of the people in this room in this city and around this country help us to be willing enough humble enough but bold enough enough to tell those stories we'll thank you for the results of them because they're going to result in life change in people heavens are going to be different because of them because you've, you've given us opportunity and opened the door to tell them. But we've got to step through and tell the story of what other people are seeing. Grateful that cynics like Nicodemus can come around, cynics like me can come around. Move us beyond cynicism, though, into genuineness, into compassion, into mercy, into grace, into truth, the truth in the balance of love. Now, cause us to leave this place with changed hearts because we've come in hardness. Move us out of this place in a softer place. If we've come with questions, move us out of this place with greater answers than we came with. If we've come with doubts, assure us with greater assurance than we came with. Cause us to leave this place the day changed because you, you've been here and shown us some, some things of yourself that you wanted us to see. You pull back the curtain, to reveal to us a part of yourself that we would have otherwise never seen before today. Do those things in us. And then and tomorrow and every day after, do those things through us and around us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church. Helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.